0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for Middays at Mile High. Covering the latest sports stories and getting you ready for today's betting slate. Here's a new O'Pierro.
1: up 11 a.m. Mile High City, middays at Mile High right here on Mile High Sports Radio, 98.1 FM. Hope everyone's doing well out there. I know everyone's probably tuning in to the Pat McAfee show right now as uh, Mr. Aaron Rodgers is set to join Pat and the fellas, uh, potentially giving some insight to his future plans. Does that involve professional football at all? Will that professional football potentially be played in Denver, Green Bay? Will he even play football? I got a super producer Andrew behind the glass who's monitoring the Pat McAfee show live, and he's going to come in and talk to us whenever anything uh, comes breaking news. So Andrew's pulling double duty behind the glass. I hope everyone is doing well out there. Uh, plenty of thoughts to get to on the program today. I got my guy Chase Howell from the Action Network. He will join the program in about 29 minutes or so. We'll chat with him about some college troops, CU Buffs, uh, maybe some Avalanche hockey as well. And we'll have some fun in the fourth segment. Where uh, our guy, Andrew Detmer, the producer behind the glass, kind enough to make a little donation to the show. These are his cards. I'm just going to rip them live for you guys on the program. Uh, We got two packs of 2021 Topps Baseball, uh, or 2022, excuse me, uh, Series 1 here. So fresh off the press, uh, this is a hobby box, or these are two packs from a hobby box that you bought, right, Andrew? Am I saying that correctly? So uh, these are, what, 46 cards per pack, and you had 10 packs in the box. What have you pulled already? I know these are the first two cards that you or first first two packs you've opened yet.
2: Uh so I pulled a couple relics. I don't okay. remember which relics they were. The the big one was a Wander Franco base rookie card nice. and then a Max Kepler re, uh, auto redemption. Ooh, okay. So not the actual autograph yet, just but the a, redemption to it, which is always like, it's cool. It's also a black parallel.
1: Ooh. So, all right. Well, a fancier. uh Let's see. We're going to try to rip both of these packs in the fourth segment today. If we can't get to it uh, on the program today, we'll for sure rip one pack. We might just have to save the other one for tomorrow's show uh, or a little bit later on in the week. But yeah, we're looking for some Wander Franco. Uh, we talked to Shohei Otani. obviously going to be a hot name. Anything Mike Trout is always great. Selfishly, I'd like to pull a couple Mets cards if we Any could. Any of the young stars. Yeah, really? so excited. Tatis,
2: Soto, Cunha Jr., so on and so forth. So
1: we've got over 80 cards that we'll take a look at between now and the end of the week. Uh, 2022 tops, Series 1. That's where I, Series 1, 2021, that's where it's getting all tripped up in my head. Uh, we will rip these later on in the program. But uh, just
2: think of it as this. Uh, today, 2-22-22. Yeah, what is up with that? How trippy is that? I mean, I feel
1: like you got to, you know, play your lucky numbers, two 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 two. I feel like I got to go to the casino, put it all on 2, roulette, something. I'm Anything sure in increments is. of 2. Oh, absolutely. And you know, I mean, it's going to hit. Two 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 two. Are you like superstitious like that, or I don't know if that's superstitious. But, like, Not do you really. like put like do you see this
2: day on the calendar and you're like
1: the energy in the air is present. The world is telling us
2: something. Does that ever no, cross your I mind? I don't put a lot of stock into crystals and horoscopes. Okay. I I mean it's it's fun. It's something that's neat. It doesn't happen very often, but it doesn't go beyond that for me.
1: No, I don't either. But there was one time I was at Blake Street Tavern and I don't remember. I was with a group of people and like I think it was someone's girlfriend. Like she had crystals and someone found out about it. One of the waitresses at Blake Street Tavern and she came running over and was like, are you the girl with the crystals? And they were like, from like their pockets just started like pulling out all these rocks. And I was like, what is going on? Like we were watching NFL football talking about crystals. But uh, I actually
2: dated a Wiccan back in high school. What is a Wiccan? Uh, like a witch. What is that? You don't
1: take me as the Wiccan type.
2: It I was It was high school. That was like learning, 12 years ago. You were ago. learning
1: about yourself? Do what you were learning about yourself. You had to, you know, jump off a deep end.
2: It was more like, oh, she's really hot. Yeah, and I was single and lonely. And dude, it's so these nothing TV shows, changed, man. But.
1: These TV shows, they always make yeah. That's a, That's a conversation for a, for a different day. Okay, let's get on track here with some sports conversation. We'll talk a little baseball later on the program as well. Uh, just a quick recap. The Avalanche, obviously, yesterday lost 5-1 to to the Boston Bruins. That happened live on air, at least part of it did. Uh, one thing I kind of want to, not that I really want to start here, but it's kind of on my mind, five-game suspension for Jawan Howard. Yesterday, you and I kind of went back and forth about, should he be fired? I definitely thought he should be suspended. Obviously, a lot of people on social media talking about how he should be fired. Uh, I'm just curious, any quick thoughts, do you have any, Andrew, on the Jawan Howard suspension, as Michigan's going to suspend him five games, which is the rest of the regular season, but he'll be able to coach in the tournament.
2: I see it as, um, you know, them setting a precedent—a a bad precedent. A, um, we uh, we will allow violence, you know, if you're a high-ranking coach in our system, and if we're a, a good team going into March Madness. Right. It's it's it, they took the the easy route out. Like they didn't take, like I said, in my opinion, I feel like you should have been fired. You set a bad precedent for the kids. Mm-hmm. It's just, it is what it is.
1: It's not shocking. I guess like, that's the thing. Is, like I, I understand that the president should have been set, but I guess I wasn't expecting it to be set. So Jawan Howard suspended five games. But uh, in this opening segment, I would like to spend a good chunk of time on Nikola Jokic. And I put out an article this morning on mylivesports.com titled, Let's Talk About Nikola Jokic. I didn't really know what else to title it, but uh, just kind of a synopsis of thoughts on the narrative surrounding Nikola Jokic, uh, the MVP conversation and all that jazz. And look, to me, and, and I worded it this way on Twitter as well, to me there is no question Nikola Jokic is the single most valuable player to any Oh, you're looking at me funny. Did someone come down the someone coming down the tube? Oh. 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 Oh okay. No, it's funny because I'm watching Andrew. He's monitoring the McAfee show, and it's like, I can't watch the McAfee show, so I'm kind of just going based on what I see. his When his eyes light up and whatnot, I think something big is going to come in. But, uh, no, the, the whole narrative with Nikola Jokic, and, and my kind of thought here is, there's no question that Nikola Jokic is the single most valuable player to any one team in the NBA. That doesn't necessarily mean he's going to win the MVP award, but I think if you take Nikola Jokic away from the Denver Nuggets, they are not just only a shell of themselves. Oh, is it finally coming down? That is noise you will hear oh, if something okay. breaks. Look at you! You're just teasing me now, man. I'm ready for this information to drop. What's up with that? But um, ah, oh, now I kind of want to just talk about Rodgers. I can save Nikola Jokic for the next 2nd Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. We have only got a few segments. Few uh, seconds. Let's talk here. about it when there's news to talk about. But I do want to ask you this: If you're, what is your gut reaction right now? Do you think he's retiring, or do you think no. he's just gonna?
2: Do you think he's gonna announce anything, or is this just shtick in media? I I mean, if there's a spotlight big enough for him to announce something, this is this is the moment.
1: You would think, and like Rogers takes me as the kind of guy that would want to do it on a radio show,
2: YouTube show, kind of like that, like not have Schefter break it. You know, like, I mean, I he's definitely in the LeBron James. I'm taking my talents to South Beach type. My God, guy, that is literally the. Wor- Why did you have to say that? You're like giving me PTSD. That was like the worst day
1: of my life as a youth youth sports fan. Was watching LeBron. I can only imagine what it felt like for Zach. Oh, God. And then, okay, I, I should ask Zach this too, but like, if you're a Cav fan, seeing that you guys have kind of turned the page here, you got some good young talent, Garland. Like, do you even want LeBron back? Like, there was a conversation talking about, you know, obviously with the All Star game being in Cleveland, you know, does LeBron want to potentially play for the Cavaliers again? They got young talent, Jared Allen. I don't know. But I, I'm curious to see where Rodgers goes here. I really am. And, and I tweeted it out this morning. I'm shocked that the retirement narrative is being thrown out there as much as it is. And I'll pull up the uh, Instagram post that Mr. Rogers put out this morning so we can go ahead and read the caption for you guys. Um, I don't think this guy's retiring. And unless his body is telling him that he has to retire, which it doesn't seem like is going to be the case, my big sticking point here as to why Rogers won't retire is look at who he'd, he'd be going into Canton with. Already been. You got Big Ben Roethlisberger who retired this season. In addition to Tom Brady, those are two surefire locked-in Hall of Fame players. One of them being the greatest quarterback of all time. And look, when you're a professional football player, when you're as good as Rodgers is, a back-to-back league MVP, I'm sure there's just a
2: little bit of ego. Are you joking with me now? Ish. Oh no. Uh, he can't, just came out and said that he, there there will not be any news today. What is the point of all this? What do you mean? What's the quote? What's the quote? He joins every Tuesday, right? He
1: wasn't there last Tuesday, was he?
2: Last Tuesday was different.
1: Oh, yeah. Here here comes the flood of tweets.
2: (sighs) What a clown, man. Getting us all excited for nothing. I feel like we were more expecting something over than we actually knew something was going to be coming down the pipeline. I think we were expecting something that wasn't set in stone going to happen.
1: I got a tweet about this breaking this Rogers story is annoying. <laughs> oh my gosh, what is up with that? I mean, the way it was portrayed, though. And naturally, you're going to think, you know, I, you know, we can't just give it any attention. Rogers is the type of guy. It's cynical. He loves to make sure that people are confused. Rogers loves to be in control. He loves to have the power. He loves to control the narrative. Unfortunately, we're kind of at his liberty, right? It's going to be whenever Rodgers wants to do. I'm sure McAfee and the boys are doing numbers today. But, uh, you know, just back to my big thought here, I don't think Rodgers is retiring this year. I'm surprised the retirement narrative is being thrown out there as much as it is, given the ego that comes with playing quarterback, given the ego of being a back-to-back MVP. Does Rodgers take you as the type of guy? What? All-time great quarterback, which Rodgers is from a talent perspective, wants to share the stage with Tom Brady in a Hall of Fame enshrinement.
2: Well, not only Tom Brady, but Ben Roethlisberger. Exactly to first bout Hall of Fame. Exactly, there is he's, no. It's not happening.
1: If Aaron Rodgers actually retired in light of all that, knowing that he would go into Canton with those guys on
2: the same stage as him, that tells me a lot about Aaron Rodgers that I did not know, or right. I was led to believe otherwise. Let's put it like this: even just just the names aside, he's not going to want to share the spotlight. Because, in in this in this world, exactly, it would be a three person spotlight. But in reality, it's not going to be a three person spotlight. He'd be retiring with the goat. You know, t- see what you will about Tom Brady. Think what you will about Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the greatest living hall uh, football player. Yes, we we might ever see ever. And so it the the fact that anybody is going to share the spotlight with Tom Brady is not doing the other players that do diligence because they're not going to have any of the spotlight it's going to be like 99% Brady like 0.3% everybody else right and you know what because we're and talk- that's not the way Aaron Rodgers rules you know he loves the spotlight more than anybody he loves to he loves the, the dog and pony show of the, the Aaron Rodgers brand he's not going to want to take backseat to anybody well I think case in point
1: is him stirring the pot with this Instagram post you know last night at 10 o'clock whatever it was 14 hours ago You know, here's some hashtag Monday night gratitude from some of the incredibly special people in my life with some pictures from the last beautiful year at Shailene Woodley. Thanks for letting me. I'm not going to read that one. I don't know. We don't got to get soft here Uh, to the men. I got to share the QB room with every day. Matt Nathaniel, Luke Jordan, love and Kurt Benkert. You guys made every day so much more fun and I'm so thankful for the daily laughs and stress relief you brought me every week of the year. I love you guys. And then he goes on to my teammates past and current you are the icing on the beautiful cake we call our job football the friendships the friendships that we have trans that we will have transcend our collective time in the game and I'm so thankful for the role that each of you have played in making my life that much better I love you guys and cherish the memories we've made to everyone else spread love and gratitude you beautiful people and read a book once in a while too while you're at it love and peace double heart emoji this is him just like he loves this and I have to talk about it. We got to talk about it. This is Sports Talk Radio. I mean, and and the, and the fact of the matter still remains that if Aaron Rodgers is going to play football next season, and if it's not for the Green Bay Packers, the Denver Broncos are the number one team on that list. So it's a very relevant topic in the mind of the local NFL fan, of the mind in the mind of the Denver Broncos fan. It's annoying, regardless of all these games that Rodgers has played over the last 12 plus months every Bronco fan in America and the world would take Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback? It's truly a fascinating situation. Unfortunately, we're at the mercy of Rodgers when he decides he wants to make this decision. When will he make the decision? I'm not so sure. I guess the quote coming out now is that he's just now getting his head above sand with all of this, even though you know, at the end of the year, he talked about this was going to be a quick turnaround, yada, yada, yada. I don't know. I still think he goes back to Green Bay. That's kind of where I'm at in all this. I think he, I think he runs it back for one more year in Green Bay. And then you kind of re- reevaluate the situation. It just seems like they had too much success and Green Bay made too many concessions to make him happy for him to walk away now. If he walked away now, I guess if you're the Packers, if you're the Packers organization and he walks away, you can kind of wipe your hands clean and say, you know what, we did all we could. I think that's the big thing is it's really up to Rodgers where he wants to put his mouth, where he wants to put his effort. Because the, the Packers have done everything to make him feel comfortable, make him feel welcome. I don't know. I still think he goes back to Green Bay. I just don't see him retiring. I think he's for sure playing next year, whether it's here, Green Bay, somewhere else. I'm not sure. I know people talking about Pittsburgh. Would you rather play in Pittsburgh or Denver? If you're gonna choose
2: an AFC team, I mean, just, both divisions no, are is off. Throwing out the fact that he could play for San Francisco, that's one too. But it, here's the other thing: it's talking such about a ego. Fit in San Francisco. We're talking about ego.
1: He was the one that was on draft night talking about how he's gonna make the 49ers regret never drafting him. And look, I'm sure they do regret not drafting him. But that would require for him to go play for San Francisco, which yes is the
2: team that he grew up rooting for. That would require him to take a little bit of an ego hit, just a little bit. See, I don't think he retires. I also, don't, I also, I, I would, I would bet my mom's house on him not going back to Green Bay. Really? The fact that they mm. they shot their best shot in over a decade this year and came and didn't win a single playoff game. Yeah, I think that's like they they literally got everything that Aaron Rodgers wanted and then some. And still couldn't make it out the first round. I feel like that, that that's just a that's that's, I, that's when you know it's just time to wash your hands and just move on.
1: I tend to agree. All right, I got some other thoughts on Aaron Rodgers. We'll talk about them on the other side. Also, get into some Nikola Jokic conversation. New article out on MileHighSports.com. All that and more next right here on the program. Midday's at Mile High. Mile High Sports Radio. I'm Anilo Piro. Back in a few minutes. <laughs> I saw a tweet Aaron Rodgers and the Pat McAfee show had 103 or 130,000 live viewers. The moment he started to be on the show. I don't know what it's at now, but I can't imagine they come close to averaging 130,000 live viewers per show. Uh, just to show you the power of Aaron Rodgers. I actually in the break found a clip from Mr. Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show. If we can go ahead and get that pulled up here, Andrew, uh, just Rogers basically talking about what we just talked about in the last segment, but I feel like you guys should probably hear it from the man himself. Uh, I wish you could see what he looks like he's smiling he's chuckling he's laid back he loves being in the minds of people on the in the internet in the world he loves the fact that he's always front and center in people's lives and people's thoughts in the NFL oh did I not send it to you yet? the Mile High Sports account
2: yeah the last thing I got is something about M.A. Udoka ooh I gotta resend it give me a
1: second we will find it but um it's an interesting clip. All right, I just sent it to you again. Let's see if that comes up. Oh, we got it now. Dang, Twitter not working. But yeah, let's go ahead and fire off that clip whenever you can, Andrew. Starting it at 15 seconds. And now yeah, here is Aaron Rodgers talking about why there will be no decision on his future today.
3: Yeah, you know, let me just put this disclaimer out right away for the the uh, the few people watching that are tuning just for a specific uh, maybe news or decision, there will be no news today, no vision on, on my future. Uh, as I was texting with you yesterday, I just got out of a 12-day Panchakarma. Uh, look that up. Uh, I know you did after we talked. Uh, but it's a, it's a lens that you know, originated in India, it's been going on for thousands of years, and it's something I've done in the off-season, so I'm just getting my head above above the sand now and uh, seeing what's going on out there, but um, but no decision about my future today, so all you just do... Hold on, no, hold on, Put hold on, on. Now. hold on.
1: Okay, I want to find out what this 12-day punch of karma is that Aaron Rodgers is talking about. I can't find it. Uh, here's something, Transco's energy and healing training, 12 days are sacred. I, I don't know. Okay, but anyway, that's Aaron Rodgers talking about the situation, and it's just strange. It really is, and I kind of made the the comment to you back there in between segments. I'm starting to feel like a sheep with all this. I I don't like to be you know with the herd all the time. Like you know, like I like to just kind of think my own way. I find myself kind of caught into this narrative, caught into the cycle that is the Aaron Rodgers saga, and I'm starting to feel a little bit like a sheep, and I'm kind of annoyed with it. I don't want to be Aaron Rodgers' sheep. I'm annoyed that I'm. Gluing my eyeballs to the TV, to the Twitter, to the YouTube, every single second this man's talking because he's that good, but I hate feeling like this if I'm being honest.
2: Have you looked at this Pancho Karma thing? No, read it off I to us. I don't know if I have the right thing because I don't know how to spell it.
1: Well but... you'd think the weirder it is, the more likely it's the right thing.
2: So <laughs> there are apparently five steps to this Indian word. I'm not even gonna try and pronounce it because mm. I'm bad at that. <laughs> uh, so the print the first step is vomin. Which is forced vomiting. Uh, what? Virachan, which is forced diarrhea. Uh, what? Basti, which is medicated enema. Don't know what that means. Uh, Nausea, which is nasal administration of substances. Could go different ways with that one.
1: Enema, I mean, the- inserting liquid or gas into the rectum.
2: <laughs> and then the, uh, the, uh, the final step, which I, I-, I hope I- I'm reading this correctly. Uh rakta mokshana, which is um, bloodletting. Blood what? Bloodletting.
1: Dude, this guy is off the grid.
2: <laughs> this, this, I mean, this guy. I mean, it, no, it
1: sounds so absurd. But just you reading that and explaining that, it's probably true. That's probably what he did. What happened to just you know ayahuasca? That was like the crazy thing. If you wanted to go find yourself, go take some ayahuasca in the wild, you know, or take some uh, what it. Uh, What's the other one? You could do the other psychedelics, but you know it used to just be you do like the Native American rituals, right? Like what? What is this? For anybody inserting... who's
2: playing the home game uh, of Midday's Mile High, bloodletting is the withdrawal of blood from a patient to prevent or cure illness or disease. What? Dude, this man is crazy. So yeah, Panchakarma, a thing that everybody does.
1: Where does it say that this is all originating in India? He said. Like this That's what he said, yeah. Yeah, this is not Western medicine. I could not assume. Speaking of medicine, I'm not even trying to get... This is like taboo medicine. Yes. Did you see... So, the queen has COVID, and I guess there was a report today that I saw... Or I saw it on Twitter. She's taking that horse tranquilizer. The... Inv, whatever it is. The Ivermectin? It, yeah, there was... I guess she's taking the horse tranquilizer, which is just absurd, but... It, <laughs> Like what is going on in the medical world? Like we got we got Aaron Rodgers inserting things into every hole in his body. We've got the queen taking whatever horse tranquilizer. I'm just drinking coffee, man. Like I'm just drinking coffee. I, you know I, I try to get to sleep, you know, have some fun every now and again. I'm not taking horse tranquilizer if I get COVID and I'm not going on a Indian ritualistic experience that requires me to do things that I would never want to do.
2: Yeah, and that then, I would probably uh, we, consider we torture. Kronkowski over here doing CBD. Yeah, t- what happened when CBD was edgy, right? I mean, like that
1: used to be like, oh, CBD. Blah, blah. Now it's like that that's a cupcake you compared can to do. You literally what some of buy it from a gas station. It's crazy. What is going on in this Aaron Rodgers
2: inside the mind of Aaron Rodgers? Do you okay, do you see any other just not even like quarterback football player no partaking in this. We
1: thought Ricky Williams was weird for smoking
2: weed. Wow, that was a long time ago. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers is normal. And how many times have we normal? dragged, though, that old running back from the Steelers? Exactly. For smoking weed. Um, it's, it's crazy. What's his name? I, mean, the, I mean, Maybe on ball. There's,
1: there's a lot of NFL players that have gotten in trouble for that over the years. And Aaron Rodgers is out here on some souped-up crocodile hunter excursion in the enchanted forests of India doing things that I would quite literally considered torture to do to somebody else, but it's, it's voluntary. Oh, what a guy, what a guy. Okay. Before we get out of this segment, uh, we're going to talk to Chase Howell in the next segment as well. I just want to get some thoughts off on Nikola Jokic because I've tweeted it out twice and I know that people have probably been tuning in, hearing some Nikola, or looking for some Nikola Jokic thoughts. Go to myalliesports.com. You could read my full column titled, let's talk about Nikola Jokic. It just went up this morning. And like I said, I mean, I guess my overarching thought is there's two thoughts, really. To me, there's no question Nikola Jokic is the single most valuable player to any one team in the NBA. And I think that there needs to be a reinvented definition of the word and the terminology behind most valuable player. Because sometimes I feel like most valuable player is kind of a shield for most popular player. I guess that's kind of my thoughts. Because there's no way that you can't sit here and... Oh, I just saw a funny tweet. I guess the whites... Uh, I'm all over the place today. But... There's no question the impact Jokic, that Nikola Jokic has on this team on a game-in, game-out basis. Without Nikola Jokic, this team is a rudderless ship. I mean, there is literally, quite literally no direction for the Denver Nuggets to take without Nikola Jokic. And I think you can take away Joel Embiid, and maybe the, the 76ers would probably be bad, absolutely, but I don't think they're going to be quite as bad as the Nuggets would be taking away Nikola Jokic. To me, the impact that he has on the game, night in, night out, being within the spitting distance of a triple-double every single game, the impact is far and wide for Nikola Jokic on the hardwood. So we'll see where it shakes out. Denver has one of the easier schedules in the league for the month of March. Can't say the same for Philly. Curious to see where this MVP battle ends up between Nikola
0: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
3: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
1: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we
0: lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Yo, it's Joel Embiid and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay, let's hit a break. When we come back, we'll get on my guy, Chase Howell, from the Action Network. Pick his brain about the world of college hoops. Maybe a little CU Buffs talk. I actually got to ask him about this Phil Mickelson stuff. Have you kept up with this Saudi Golf League thing? This is just crazy. Wait till I show you what Phil Mickelson had to say. It's kind of been disabandoned by now. But my goodness, the fact that this was even a thought, the Saudi Golf League to try to take down the PGA Tour, I got to get Chase's opinion knowing that he's a golf guy uh, right here in the next segment. Middays of Mile High, Anil up here on Mile High Sports Radio, back in just a few minutes.
0: took a couple weeks, remember when you said that you wanted to give me the world. Now more middays at Mile High. Here's a Nilo Pirro. All right, welcome on back
1: to the program, 1131 Mile High City, Mile High Sports Radio, Nilo Pirro. You guys can follow me on social media, at Media by AP. That's uh, where you can find me on the Twitter sphere as well as the Instagram these days. Let's go on out now to the GoFast energy drink hotline and text line, bringing my guy from the Action Network. I got to start tailing him because I'm down to my last few shekels in one of my books, and that is Chase
3: Howell. What's up, my guy? What's going on? Thanks for having me on, Nilo. Good to hear from you, as
1: always. Yes, always good. We're going to figure out a day one of these weeks to get a beer. I know it's finally going to come to fruition, so we'll figure that out off the air, but... Yeah, man, I'm down to my last few rounds of ammunition in a couple of my betting accounts. I started chasing for the NBA All Star Game, did not work out well.
3: Oh, the last few bullets. Did you have uh, Nikola Jokic over points?
1: No, I just fell in love with Ja Morant props. So I kept playing like Ja Morant over 25, Ja Morant over 21 and a half. Like I just fell in love with Ja Morant. And then yesterday, like I didn't realize the Avalanche played at 11 o'clock in the morning, so I just threw like 50 bucks on the Avalanche live, like in the middle yeah. of the segment, and that obviously did not end up well. No, not at all. Yeah, not good, not good. But uh, what's up with you, man? How are things going on action? I'm sure you're uh, rocking and rolling with the college tournament set to come up. I know uh, the NBA, the NHL is still in full effect as well. How are things with you?
3: Yeah, loving it. Um, we're, in, I guess, a little bit of a lull right now. You get a little two-week break yep. almost with um, everything going on, especially with the NBA taking a break. Um, for a few more days here as well. So we're in a little bit of a lull, but I know things are going to pick up a bunch once we get into March, and it's obviously my favorite time of the year as a big-time college basketball better.
1: Absolutely. So one thing I want to kind of get out of the way here, I know you're a big golf guy, and I'm sure you've kind of kept tabs on this whole proposed Saudi league that is now kind of not going to be a thing anymore but I did want to kind of just get your opinion because it's giving me shades of the Super League. That was supposed to be a thing in international soccer. Obviously, that ended up not coming to fruition. But, you know, the proposed league was essentially to rival the PGA Tour. They were going after the, the, the Mickelsons, the Deschambeaus of the world, and going to try to start this new league that would be funded by the Saudi government, which we know there's all sorts of red flags with. I'm just curious. It seems like it's all kind of coming crashing down now. But what do you make of the proposed idea to have this potential Saudi Super Golf League?
3: Yeah, I think there, I think there's room for something like that. Um, I liked some of their ideas, for sure, um, to make it a little bit more team-style golf, make it maybe a little bit more entertaining than just the same stroke play event that uh, we seem to get every single week on the PGA Tour. So there were definitely some good ideas, but obviously the big issue was always ownership. And uh, right. when Phil Mickelson came out last week, or that quote of him came out, I believe he said it sometime in December, um, from Alan Chipmunk to Fire Pit Collective, that, uh, that he was dealing with some bad mother-effers and he mentioned all of the human rights violations that they have done and said that he still wants to do it just c- so he can have some leverage over the PGA Tour. Um, I think that's blown everything up. Dustin Johnson and Bryson DeChambeau said on Sunday um, that they're going to stay with the PGA Tour, even though those were two guys that a lot of reporters were saying were probably going to go play in the Saudi League. So I think um, Phil kind of dug his own grave in a way with um, some of the comments that he had. And I think he still wants to go. We haven't heard from anything from Phil, but it just doesn't seem like they're going to be able to get a full field now. Um, I think it would have been interesting, and it's not necessarily the superstars um, that we have in the PGA Tour right now. So I think it would be kind of fun as a, from a fan perspective to kind of have two different things. But um, it's ownership is the big issue
1: with that. I just got to rehash this quote because it's it's just absurd. I found it right now. Here it is. They killed Washington Post reporter and U.S. resident Jamal Khashoggi, and have a and have a horrible record on human rights. Mickelson continued in an interview uh, that took place in November. Continued quote: They execute people over there for being gay. Knowing all of this, why would I even consi- Why would I even consider it? Because this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to reshape how the PGA Tour operates. In what world? Like, what? I don't even know what to make of this quote. The fact that this was even coming out of Phil Mickelson's mouth, who made, who's made gazillions of dollars off the PGA Tour, is just stunning to me. And I know it's not a betting-related topic, but knowing that you're a golf guy, knowing that Phil Mickelson is one of the biggest personalities in the sport, I just can't believe he'd even go to this extent. And I understand leverage, PGA Tour, but this is human rights we're talking about, my man. This is insane.
3: The incredible lack of self-awareness. Did you see what Rory McIlroy said? Um, He was asked about Phil Mickelson's quote.
1: It was incredible. I mean, every bad adjective in the book that is not a curse word was thrown out there from Rory. I mean, he may be—he's my favorite golfer now. I think.
3: He said he doesn't want to kick somebody when he's down, and it just ripped him.
1: Yeah, it's. It's just asinine. It really is. I mean, but like, what what is the point? Like, why is Mickelson even doing this in the first place? I mean, he's made millions upon millions of dollars, and I understand that. You know, sometimes a player feels like they're being profitable off of or whatever. But if there's anyone to open up their mouth, it just doesn't seem like it should be Phil Mickelson. I mean, go go ahead and get Tom Brady, get Peyton and go do one of those little pay per views for charity if you want to make some money.
3: Yeah. So the big issue seems to be media rights. Um, the players mm. on the PGA Tour they're they're independent contractors, so they're not actually employed by the PGA Tour. Um, unlike with other sports so they don't really have like a players association um which makes it more difficult to have rights and the big issue is media rights and it's actually on um, what it sounds like from reports is mickelson wants to do nfts and pj tour mm. is like, no we we can we own those rights you can't do nfts of you on the golf course on the pj tour and mickelson's obviously super pissed about that um but you can go back and find old quotes from mickelson about how he said he'll always support the tour and all that different stuff. So it seems like only recently, I think especially with NFTs becoming massive, um, that he's trying to make some money off of that.
1: We are chatting with Chase Howell of the Action Network. All right, let's shift over to the college hoops now. I know uh, being a former Buff yourself, you're always in tune with what's going on up north in Boulder. And uh, two games against two Arizona schools coming up for the Buffs here in recent time. They're going up against Arizona State uh, on Thursday, 7 p.m. tip-off, and then they'll take on University of Arizona on Saturday as well. I believe our good friend Ben Carey tweeted something about it last week. The general rule of thumb is the Buffs tend to be a really good bet at home, and worth fading on the road. I'm curious, what's your forecast for these two games against two solid schools coming out of the state of Arizona?
3: Yeah, yeah. Ben's right historically, especially during the Tad Boyle era. The, the record is absolutely terrible on the road, but they're actually 6-3 um, and three against the spread this year on the road, and they haven't been that good at home. They had that series against uh, UCLA and USC where they both lost that game by single digits, and probably both games they could have won um, and that's typically a game that you would see a CU team win in Boulder. They don't have a marquee win in Boulder this year. Their biggest win um, is in Eugene. So it just feels like it's going to come because they get at least one big one in Boulder every single season. Um, I think ASU is going to be pretty tough just to start it out because CU might be looking ahead to Arizona and ASU has been playing really good basketball. Um, they might be the second-honest team in the Pac-12 behind the Colorado Buffaloes right now. They lost last night. Uh, to UCLA, which was an absolutely brutal beat. Um, if you had plus thirteen and a half, they were in that game the entire second half and somehow turned the ball over twice in the last minute to lose by fourteen, mm-hmm. which is um, painful to us plus thirteen and a half betters. But um, yeah, ASU is going to be really tough on Thursday. And then obviously Arizona. It just feels like that's a game that CU tends to win a big game every year, and they had they've never played a team as highly ranked as Arizona in the last twelve years and this will be the first number two coming to town since 2010. So I just feel like bus fans are excited again about this team because they've been playing really good basketball the last couple of weeks, and I could see them possibly getting a win against Arizona but you can't look overlook Arizona State because they've been playing some really good basketball
1: recently. Yeah, a couple days between, the, well, one full day of rest in between those two games. So we'll see what uh, the future has in store for the Buffaloes. Hopefully they don't overlook ASU. But yeah, I could see them putting up a nice good fight against uh, U of A, which should be an exciting time for sure. I do want to get your opinion on this Jawan Howard situation as well. The news coming out that he's going to be suspended five games. Uh, will be able to coach in his conference tournament, though. Uh, just not a good look. I think obviously, like. I wasn't clamoring for him to be fired. Obviously, if he punches a kid, he's getting fired without a doubt. I think the fact that it was kind of coach on coach maybe makes it a little bit easier to bring him back in this situation, but I'm just curious your opinion on this uh, involving the Michigan head coach.
3: Are you calling it a punch? Do you think it's a punch?
1: It doesn't look – I mean, I haven't watched it today, but from what I remember watching it yesterday, it seemed more like an open fist slap, and then he retracted with a fist, which makes it look like a punch.
3: It it looks – looked like a shove to the head. Like, yeah. It's not even a slap because it's not coming from the side. It was like a shove to the forehead, which you don't see very often. It, just, it, it, it was a weird situation. Um, I love it for college basketball because everybody's talking about college basketball yep. because of it. Um, and to give a little bit of a rivalry, maybe we get a Wisconsin-Michigan matchup in the Big Ten uh, tournament, which Jawan Howard would be back for. Um, if we do get that matchup. So I think that would be a ton of fun because that would obviously get a ton of publicity, and I think that anything that college basketball is getting publicity before we get in the NCAA tournament um, is good for the sport. Jawan Howard might have some anger issues. We, we, saw, <laughs> might. Um, we saw some of it last season as well. So I would like to see him hopefully get that cleaned up, but no, I didn't think that he needed to be fired um, or anything like that, although they are having a really tough season they had the third highest odds to win the national title heading into the year this year, which is crazy to think because they might not even make the NCAA tournament this year.
1: Yeah, no, certainly a crazy situation involving Michigan basketball. I think it was the, I don't want to say the right move, but I think firing him would have been a step too far. I mean, we talked about how, you know, unfortunately this isn't the first time we've seen his temper kind of flare up there on the sidelines. Uh, But I think at the end of the day, it's frustration, and, and look, Wisconsin didn't need to be calling those timeouts. And I know that you're kind of in the right; you're able to call timeouts whenever you want to call them. But the game was over. I mean, it was set in stone. I think it was a little petty on Wisconsin, which I think pushed Jawan Howard over the edge.
3: Yeah, but it, he was triggered for the wrong reasons. He was pressing with, he was pressing against Wisconsin's backups in the last minute, which mm. you should expect something to happen in retaliation if that's going to happen. Um, just quick note: Andy Enfield called a timeout very similar back in 2019. Uh, it was in Southern California, and CU has beaten uh, USC every single time since then. USC actually got their first win in seven games since then, um, since the Enfield called that timeout. So it can definitely fire another team up.
1: Interesting. Well, we'll keep an eye on it again with the conference tournament coming around here. But uh, Chase, what do you got going on over at Action Network? You guys can follow Chase on Twitter at Chase Howell double underscore. Any big things in the work that you want to let the listeners let, uh, let them in on?
3: No, I, I would just say to uh, stay ready for March Madness. We're going to be having a ton of content coming out. Um, I think it's the best place to go to get all of your betting information, lines, public money, uh, betting percentages. We, we have our experts. We have our model projections. We have our betting systems. So if you need help or just want an extra resource, we have all the resources at Action Network. So download our app. Um, become an Edge member, become a Pro member, and get all of our great information at the Action Network.
1: Good stuff. Looking forward to it. You can read Chase's work on the Action Network as well and follow him on Twitter at Chase Howell, double underscore. All right, my man, we got to hit a break. We're going to rip some baseball cards in the next segment, but uh, appreciate your time, and we'll do it again next week.
3: Awesome. We got through that segment without talking Aaron Rodgers.
1: Yeah, look at that. How about that? Maybe by design, am I right? <laughs>
3: Unbelievable. Thanks for having uh, me on AP. I always appreciate
1: it. Good stuff. There he goes. Chase Howell Action Network. Okay. Here they are. 2022 Series 1. Two packs. 46 cards in each of them. We'll get the camera set up. We'll rip one pack. See how much time we have left for the second pack. And away we go. Wander Franco. A little Shohei Otani, A little Mike Trout action. I don't know, man. They got Shohei on the cover. Feeling good about it. Feeling good about it. All right. Let's rip these bad boys next right here on the program. Middays at Mile High. Mile High Sports Radio. Back in a few
2: Now,
0: more middays at Mile High. Here's a Nilo Pira. All right. welcome on back. A few
1: minutes left to play with here in the program, My Life Sports Radio. Let's have some fun, shall we? Courtesy of our producer, Andrew Detmer, behind the glass. We've got two packs of uh, top 2021 or 2022. I'm sorry. I keep saying that. 2022 Series 1, 46 cards in each. Let's have some fun, rip some cards, see if uh, we can make Andrew a little bit of money. We're looking for some Wander Francos He already hit a base Wander Franco, one of the other packs. Of course, Ota- Shohei Otani, looking for Mike Trout. Anybody other? Any other player you want to call a shot on before we uh, rip these boys
2: open? Nolan Arenado. Nolan Arenado. Okay. Naturally.
1: Who else? Who else on the? Who else on the Cardinals?
2: Flaherty, Goldschmidt. Okay. Let's see what we can if, do. If it's Paul DeYoung, just already launch it in sp- in space <laughs> because. Let me. I don't uh... want that energy. Let me readjust my microphone here
1: Alright let's go ahead and switch the camera On the little close up here Show off the pack I also want to see what it looks like on the stream Just so we can make sure we're good to go You're going to be my eyes in a way here Andrew Because the stream's on delay So if we've got to move something around uh, You let me know But we'll start Actually I should let you guess as well You want the pack on the right or the pack on the left Which one you want to open first?
2: Let's go lefty I'm a Lefty? Outfall.
1: Okay Alright So I can see that clear as day now I can move my laptop out of the way Okay we nice and center? Can everyone see it nice and center here? Or not center, but is it clear enough, I should say? Should I move it to the right, to the left? I'm looking at it. Okay, yeah, that should be good. Okay. This microphone is kind of in my way as well. Let's have some fun ripping one of two packs. We got a Kevin Gosman on the back. Flip that over. Okay. How's that look? We're looking good? got the thumbs up. All right, you let me know if I got to move anything. 46 cards... In the pack, we'll start off with the Cesar Hernandez of the Chicago White Sox. Ooh, there's a little Cardinal action. We got Adam Wainwright. Card number two Joey V. I know you're not a Reds guy, but one of the best players in recent memory. Justin Dunn, Seattle Mariners. Michael Brantley of the Houston Cheaters. Flip it over. Who is this? Danny Jensen, Toronto Blue Jays. These are nice-looking cards, by the way. I like the design on these cards. Mookie Betts, Los Angeles Dodgers. We've got 46. So we'll move a little quick here. Uh, Bobby Dalbeck, Omar Nar- Narvez. I hope I said that right. Jake Narvaz Narvaez. Rookie card, Jake Berger. There you go. and Iglesias of the Angels. Taylor Rogers, Mason Thompson. Merrill Kelly. Edwin Diaz. Oh, What a guy. Kevin Pillar, two Mets back-to-back. Emmanuel Rivera, rookie card. Kansas City Royals. Show that one off to the camera a little bit. Flip it over about halfway through the pack, I'd say. Jared Walsh, Los Angeles Angels. Nelson Cruz, Sammy Long, rookie card for the San Francisco Giants. Jason Hayward, Chicago Cubs. Joe Musgrove, San Diego Padres. Well, people are probably judging me. I got to move the, the trash cards in the back since I'm not. I'll sleep them after. Joe Musgrove, Eugenio Suarez of the Reds. Tom Murphy. Brendan Rodgers, there we go, a little Rockies action. Show that one off to the camera. Brendan Rodgers of your Colorado Rockies. Hopefully he can do something good for them this year, huh? Brendan Rodgers of your Colorado Rockies. Uh, High hopes. Chris Archer. You want to talk about a guy that fell off? Chris Archer fell off. You got Gregory Soto. Detroit. Who we got? Tampa. Not the right Tampa yet, though. Mike, how do you say that? Brocious, Brocho? Brousseau. Brousseau, there we go. I, I just, yeah, I knew there was something. Jose Altuve, cheater. It's a good bookmark. Jacob Stallings, Pittsburgh Pirates. Ernie Clement. Put in the bike spokes. What? Put in the bike spokes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ernie Clement, rookie card. Ooh, we're going to get to the good stuff here in the back. Christian Javier of the Cheaters. Carson Kelly, catcher for your Arizona Diamondbacks. Ooh, look at that. A little cardinal action. Arenado Goldschmidt, that's a nice-looking card. I have ripped so many Cardinal cards when ripping baseball for you. Look at that. Nice little hit there. Andrew Detmer, his favorite team, Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt. All right, a few cards left. A lot of cards in this pack. Here's the Cheaters. I guess these ones might all be horizontal. I see something shiny in here. Uh, Houston Cheaters. San Diego Padres. That's a nice-looking card. Here's a little Tampa Bay Ray action. Anything with Tampa, I feel like is always fun. Keep it moving. Chicago, White Sox. A lot of these are just the same, or you know, these types of prints, I guess you could say. Here we go. Daniel Bard, a little Rockies action. Best relief pitcher for them last year. Fun stuff. Nate Pearson, side action. How far? Oh, that's a fun looking card. That's a fun looking card. You got Tatis, Vlad Guerrero
2: Jr. All right. What Believe that picture was oh, from the All Star oh. game.
1: What do we got here? What do we got here? A little home run derby action. Home run challenge. Max Muncy, pick of the game. Call your shot to win. That's a nice looking card for Muncy. Anytime you can get a Dodger player, I feel like that's pretty nice. Is this thing number? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What is that? I was going to see if this was numbered. This one, we'll do the other pack tomorrow. I want to make sure we can give this some time. Gold, third base. Arizona Diamondbacks rookie card. Drew Ellis on the gold hit. That's a nice looking card. A fancy. Look at that. Is this numbered? Let's see what else we got in here. Mookie Betts. No, not numbered on the Drew Ellis. No, uh, numbered Betts. cards actually come backwards. That's yeah, unfortunately. Flashiest feet, Mookie Betts, and the final card is a Kevin Gossman of the San Francisco Giants. I love the retro style cards. Me too, man. Love those. Love the back. Super clean. Not bad for the first pack. Not at all. Not bad. All right. Real magic's in the next pack. Yes. So uh, put it back on the wide shot. We're, uh, we ripped one pack today. We'll rip this pack tomorrow. Go ahead and put these in the top loaders and get the ball squared away from Andrew here after the program. But we will rip this one tomorrow. Good stuff. I appreciate you making the donation, allowing me to rip these on the show. Of course, they're your cars, but uh, good entertainment value nonetheless. So looking forward to that. Some good cards, some good pulls. Got your Arenado card in there as well. So We'll see what this pack holds tomorrow. I think this is the money one. So, good stuff. All right, that's going to do it for us here on the program, though. I want to thank you guys for listening on this Tuesday, watching as well, MyLifeSports.com, as well as the MyLifeSports Twitter feed. You can follow me on social media, at MediaByAP on Instagram and Twitter, if you feel so inclined. And up next, you guys got Gil Whiteley on Whiteley. So, should be an exciting program with Gil. Take a little break. You got Zach Economics on DSB from 3 to 4. And then, of course, Andrew Mason and Eric Goodman, the flagship program, Afternoon Drive from 4 to 6. P. M. Looking uh, forward to it. You got any closing thoughts before we get out of here, Andrew?
2: Uh, nothing really. Nothing uh, really. The uh, optimism th- about baseball season starting. The uh, meeting, the uh, players' association and the owners are meeting again today. Uh, meeting started about a little bit, little over an hour ago. Uh-huh. Haven't seen a notification yet that the meeting has ended. So the, the the longer we get into this week, I feel like the optimism heightens.
1: Okay. Good stuff. Well. I tend to agree. We'll see what happens with Major League Baseball. We've got Doug Ottowell, the editor-in-chief of My Life Sports Magazine. He will join us for two segments live in the flesh in studio tomorrow afternoon. So we might rip this pack probably in segment one or two. Maybe segment one has started off on a bang. So good stuff. Looking forward to it. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the program. That's going to do it for us. Up next, you guys got Whiteley. So enjoy your Tuesday. Stay warm. It's cold out there, and we'll talk with you guys mañana.